Greetings, friends from around the world. How you doing? I got a challenge for you this week. I want you to relearn how to write. That's right. I'm talking about your penmanship. You might be wondering what that's got to do with Agile, but stick around and I'll show you. Here's the challenge. Write something out longhand, medium speed, don't go slow, don't go fast, and take a look at your handwriting. Another option is to look at some old handwriting and see if you can even decipher it. Now, even if you have extremely neat handwriting, whether it's very poor handwriting, it doesn't really matter. I want you to look at some aspects of your handwriting and decide to change it. Maybe the way you do your lowercase r's is all messed up. Maybe the s's cause you some trouble. Maybe your e's are too loopy or not loopy enough. It doesn't matter which thing you'd like to adjust or change. I want you to upgrade your penmanship. So that means first things first, you're going to go out on the internet, find some examples of script or writing that you admire, that look good to you, that are inspiring, that you'd like to model or mimic, and then get after it. That means you got to closely examine what you see on the page in someone else's handwriting and try to mirror it. And that's going to take practice. Now, why do I want you to do this? This is really, really important. There are some key lessons that you're going to learn from doing this exercise. Let me walk you through them. The first lesson is that you begin with the end in mind, which means start with a model in your brain of what you want the future to look like. We all know that part of the badass agile way. We've been through it many, many times. Be visionary and be of service, have intention, all those things, right? The next thing that you're doing is untraining the mind. That's right, you are unlearning and rebuilding something that you have learned before, exercised, practiced, and habitualized to automatic competency for possibly decades now. Now that's important, because what we're really doing here is learning how to break everything down and build it back up again. So as you're doing it, you literally, you're going to have to slow it down, right? When you're learning a new way of scripting things, you're not going to have the fluidity and the motion and the movements memorized, you have to be intentional as you relearn them. So if things break, then slow it down. You're still going too fast. But here's what I want you to do. As you're practicing this, and you're going to practice it every day, every day, get up and write a morning journal or write a note to yourself or do something longhand that forces you to write. But unlike before, when you make a mistake, so when you go back into your old patterns, or the penmanship doesn't come out nice enough or neat enough, the letters are uneven, awkwardly sized or jerky, I want you to scratch it out and rewrite that word or rewrite that sentence. Now here's the deal. If you dismiss this exercise or you cheat or you go easy on yourself, that's a fail. If you quit that this is too hard, it's a stupid exercise, you don't get the point of it yet, you fail. And that brings me to my next lesson, that external factors matter. What I mean by that is it's not as simple as just changing the way you write. You're going to change the way you write and then you realize my arm's all tense. Or, hey, if my elbow is not actually resting on the table, it messes up the fluidity of my lines. Or, hey, I'm writing entirely with my wrist and my fingers. So you have to now have an awareness of your body and your mind. Your mind in the sense that when you go back to old patterns, you have to notice it. And you have to catch yourself not paying attention so that you can bring proper focus. But you also have to be aware of your body. Is there tension? Is there constriction? 
Are the lines fluid and free? Are you gripping the pen too tightly? All of these things you're going to learn to notice. So we're gonna learn the more important skill really of being aware of and in control of your body and your mind and their relationship to one another. But here's perhaps the most important lesson that you learn by doing this exercise, is that when you go with courage, go quickly, don't slow down when you get to one of the tricky letters because you're going to find that makes it worse. Go with courage and allow it to be messy. Cross it out. Try it again. But if you go slowly and with trepidation, notice that it looks forced and it won't look good. So good luck with it. I want you to try it. There's two major benefits here. One is that you'll have really nice penmanship by the time we're done. But that's not the point of the exercise, is it? No, no, no. The point of the exercise is this. We chide and blame and make fun of executives and managers who quote unquote don't get it, who won't change their mindset, who are stuck in the old ways of doing things. But come on now, you've done it too. When agile projects fail, we easily look around for people to blame and we say it is the people who would not change. The people who were fearful. The people who didn't know how to change properly. Well, here's the funny thing. When we come in and tell executives that they have to change the way they think about work, it's the same way we feel when we're relearning how to write. This is all new. It is all foreign. We're asking them to go with courage, but go quickly. We're asking them to begin with the end in mind and to understand our outcomes. We're asking them to untrain and retrain. And if they dismiss us or if they quit, it's going to result in failure. And we fail to realize that the external factors around them matter. The position of the hand, the posture, where the arm is on the table, all of those things influence your ability to relearn writing with excellence. Well, how do you think an executive feels when they're being asked to make all of these changes and they're experiencing the same things but with much higher stakes? See, here's the deal. We talk a good game about empathy in our business. But for 99% of us, empathy simply means going easy on people when their circumstances, their fears, or their wants are barriers to performance. Now, it's easy to grant understanding and to make accommodations for people, but that's not what empathy really is. Real empathy is understanding other people's struggles when it's not convenient for us to accept them. So we brush off the executive. Well, they're at the top of the company. Why can't they just get this? Why won't they just give us support? Because they're unlearning and relearning a skill. So when you go through this exercise, what we're doing is training you on putting yourself in the executive or the manager's shoes. And you can use this tactic on yourself. You can use this tactic on others that you coach. And you can use this tactic on executives who are failing to change and not understanding what's involved in learning a new skill. And once you've trained them on that, now you can train them on bigger levels of change, increased volumes of courage. And you can do it with empathy because now you understand what it's like to completely tear it down and build it back up again. That's a contemplation for you this week, guys. I hope that it helped. Don't forget, check out what we're doing in The Forge by subscribing to our mailing list. Just go to badassagile.com forward slash the hyphen forge. You can also join us in the Badass Agile listener lounge on Facebook. And once again, you can find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile on Instagram at badass agile. Links are in the show notes below. Thank you very much for joining me today. I love you because you're crazy. 
and I'm going to see you next time.